Ready? Anybody who doesn't cry during that song is a robot. But I'm a robot. <laughs> I don't cry. It's too good. I don't cry ever. It's too good. Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast, episode 18-8. That is a real number for a podcast and we are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Every week we hang out and listen to great video game music of all consoles and all generations. And this week's Rhythm and Pixels game of the month has been Sonic Mania because if you are a PlayStation Now member, it's free. Free, I tell you. Or PlayStation Network, whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's fun. I've been playing it, Pernell. I've been actually been playing another game. And that shocks the living daylights out of me. I know. It's, In a good way, of course. It's good, though. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how far I am through it, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I love the music in it. I keep expecting cool Genesis tunes, but then I get like this cool, like jazzy, I don't know, 90s jams. It's awesome. Hey, and honestly, the composers in that game, they went above and beyond the level of being awesome. Like, I haven't heard a bad track in that game yeah, yet. Oh, me neither. I love every single one of them. Um, so before we get started, I should let everybody know um, that next, I'm trying to figure out the date situation for now. Is it the 21st? Yes. I'm, I'm, when, the episode come, when this episode comes out, it will be this Friday, June 21st, is at Too Many Games at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, which is not in Philadelphia or anywhere near Philadelphia. It's in Oaks, Pennsylvania. You can check us out in Panel Room 2, 7.30 p.m., Rhythm and Pixels Live. We will be there. We will have, I don't know, we'll just be really goofy. We're not going to... We don't have a script. We're gonna maybe we're probably gonna bring some people on on the on the stage with us to like just chat, and we'll see how it goes. But it'll be fun. We still haven't even picked the darn topic yet, so we're winging the heck out yeah, of it. Though have, I have an idea of one, but we'll get to that later on. Yeah, I have a topic. I no, wait, I don't really. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have one by the episode, and it'll be true. <laughs> and then, um, and then next month in July, you can see us at um, the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. We're gonna be on Market Street. Um, somewhere on Market Street. So if you just go on Market Street in Philadelphia, which is, I know is a, is a big place, look for us. Because we'll be there. We'll be there. I'll be wearing a hat. And I'll have pants. And I'll be pushing Maybe. a shopping cart. <laughs> but what will be in the cart? That's important. Mm. But what's in the cart? Genesis games. Well, not for long on Market Street with Genesis games. You, you're boned, buddy. I know. People will just be like... Yeah. Hey man, where the <laughs> where that Sonic at? <laughs> where the my Genesis games? <laughs> for real, give it up. Mm. But like, honestly, I need this episode today. Today has been such a run yourself ragged mm-hmm. day. So yeah, you you were on your way here, and then you were like, where where's my picks, and where's this other thing at? Well, oh, no, I, 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 it, needs to, it needs to lead in. It needs to lead okay, in. Okay, that makes sense. All right, you got more going on. So well, no, it's stuff you already know. It's just all right. So it started out with um, last night. I was recording with SML and the guy there. The SML podcast. Yes. In addition to my normal review loadout, we also discussed E3. I originally thought it would take one hour. It took close to four. The longest I've ever been on a podcast recording in one sitting. I was tired. It was already a long day. And I went to the gym that day too. So I got home. I was tired. And I went to bed. Mm -hmm. Didn't get much sleep. Woke up. Went through my day. Been sluggish, bit my bit a hole in my tongue, just dragging. Weird stuff's been happening at work. Then, as I leave to go home, I realize, well, long story short, 
I thought that a wedding invitation I had flew out the window of my car while driving home from work. And it somehow turned out that it was actually on my desk at the office, and I never actually picked it up, but I thought I did because that's what lack of sleep, absent-mindedness will do to a person. So, so what made you think that? It, what made you think that it flew out of the out of your car window, rather than just seeing it not at house at the house? Because I jumped to the worst conclusion. Because uh. like what happened was while driving home, I heard a whoosh sound, and I thought that was my picks for this episode <laughs> flying out the window. So they weren't there at home, mm-hmm. which lended to me think, being feeling like I was correct. Yet it flew off the window. No big deal. I'll recreate it. But when I realized I couldn't find the wedding invitation, I thought that they both flew out the window. And that's when I lost my marbles. That would have been like a crazy message in the bottle situation where someone picks it up and it's like, oh, man, if I could go to I'm this going room. to a wedding <laughs> and I know what I'm listening to in the car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some gopher out there is getting his first song list ready to go. <laughs> Babby's first song list. But I ended up going through all those hassles. I didn't make it to the gym today, but I did go about yeah. realizing that I left it at my desk at work. Which you're, you're, you're dressed for the gym, so maybe you'll go for a jog. No, no. A nice nighttime jog. Not a chance. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll am going. go to the gym tomorrow before Mahjong t- education takes place. That's a cool. That's cool. Mahjong is a game I tried to learn one time um, through Xbox 360, some... Maybe it was a live or maybe it was like an indie game, but it was like it taught you to play Mahjong and then you can play it with other people online and I never got past the learning phase. Well, fingers crossed that there will be single people also trying to learn to play Mahjong yes. tomorrow. And that will be fun. And otherwise, I'm just going to play a lot of board games, Mahjong, and drink a beer in Philadelphia. It'll Excellent. Be fun. Yeah. It's a good place. Thirsty Dice in Philadelphia. Was it like, was it like North? Was it like West Philly? I want to say North Philly because it's like Fairmount, Fairmount Avenue. Fairmount Avenue, yeah, that's just North Philadelphia. It's yeah. a cool place. Yes, it is. All right, so this week's topic is the dinner party. And this is as it doesn't seem like it would be, but I'm going to tell you, at least from my perspective, it is very abstract because right. even the game that inspired me to choose to come up with the topic title, it's weird. All right, well, let me let me uh, let me turn the lights down. Let me change the music here. There we go. Isn't that nice music, Pranel? It's silent. It's it's beautiful. No, it's silent. It's silent, but I haven't cut the music in yet. Oh, touche. <laughs> That'll do it. You're destroying the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> destroying illusions is what good magicians do. So that's, the, that's what terrible magicians do. So in this episode, it's all about um, going to a dinner party, what you would play in the background at a dinner party, what you would play just to maybe not... For everyone to stop and listen to the music, but for just something to to help spark the conversation a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It, I'm hoping that's what you thought too. We'll get there because so, I came up with some stuff. But, <laughs> ah, yeah. This is how we do this show. We like send texts to each other, and we're like, we just like it's like always like two or three words: dinner party, drink tones, <laughs> hieroglyphics, and then like we show up and, like, okay, I picked these tunes. What did you pick? That's part of the fun, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. every once in a while, it's pretty obvious what it'll be, but then other times you're like, what? And honestly, Hieroglyphics is now going to be an episode topic. I don't know how it'll sound, but... I like it. I like the idea. It's going to be cool. All right, so my first track of the night is... I think this is like a really nice... This is for like a legit, like candlelit, kind of candlelit, kind of a small, intimate dinner party where I just cooked all day long. Perfect meal, right? Okay. This is the this is from the game Katana, Z- Katana Zero. Oh! PS4. This is Nocturne, and it's composed by Bill Kiley and Justin Stander.
This was... Is. <laughs> this is Nocturne from Katana Zero, composed by Bill Kiley and Justin Stander for the PlayStation 4. These are sort of people we need to start reaching out to to get on the right? show, because yeah. I don't like this sound, and they're accessible in the States. Um, yeah, so Katana Zero is side-scrolling, hack-and-slash, super bloody, incredibly violent, um, but it's got a really cool, like neon kind of '80s slash '90s aesthetic. So the music, music's pretty hardcore. But this must be a cutscene. I haven't played the game yet, so maybe someone more um, aware of how the game plays can 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 let us know about it. But I think this is like a cutscene in which you, maybe you learn something. Um, like I do know it's sad. a story-driven game, whereas mm-hmm. like you're yeah. not. There's no like overworld or Metroidvaniaing. It's literally here's a stage. Mm-hmm. Stage is based on a situation you're facing, and there's a story sequence that takes place that tests the stage for the like next that. location, and you progress through a plot. So, and I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about this title. I just haven't jumped on it because the time has not been on my side. There's got to be. I, I, there's something to be said about linear games that are trying to tell a story. When every every AAA game that's out there is either like something competitive or something that's like open world, but it only run there. Which is, I mean, it's fine. I love competitive games and open world's cool, but like I like small stories. Yeah, it's like this is the story I want to tell. You know, go ahead and replay the stages, but this is what I want to do. I was about to say, I think there I are think a number great. of like single player story games, but now you got me wondering. Like, just trying to focus on, like, just, like, what E3's dropping at the moment. I mm-hmm. feel like all of the big, even story-driven games are still open-worldly. Yeah, E3 is on your mind, right? Yeah, with the yeah. exception of, like, say, like, Last of Us 2, for example. I know mm-hmm. that's not going to be open-world, but most of the big ones are open-world story-driven yeah. games. So you'll be getting lost <laughs> on, in the middle of side quests when you just want to learn who shot Jimmy D behind the, de- the delicatessen. <laughs> Find out 20 hours into the game after you've leveled up your salami saber. Whatever. <laughs> I actually have a stage that kind of goes with that. Really? <laughs> a stage. I mean, I have, a, I have a song that goes with that story. I'll make it my next track. <laughs> okay. I I have. I'll, I'll talk about it when it comes to it. But first of all, this track. I mean, this is a. This is. I'm not sure if, if a noct like a nocturne is like a type of song. Mm-hmm. I've heard it used as being like, "Oh, this is a nocturne," but um, it's like it's like a nighttime song or something. Well, nocturnal, right. nocturne. I think it's just another way to just refer to that time of evening. Mm-hmm. It's a short composition of a romantic or dreamy character, suggestive of night, typically for piano. Okay, that makes sense. It's a short track. It's romantic, kind of dreamy. I think this hits all the notes. All those notes. I mean, this this music is like, yeah, I've got like four courses over dinner. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. sitting, everyone's sitting down. Everyone's dressed up. They better be because I got a knife pointed at every one of them. If not, if everyone's not dressed up, then at least the lights are kind of lower. Yeah, they have to be low. That way, no one can tell who did what when things happen. Yeah, I'm saying like, or I got to keep the murder mystery mood in play. <laughs> this is the kind of music that's playing where it's like, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Time to determine. Time to tell you all how I'm going to develop my vast amounts of wealth. Yeah, or it's like um, all five of you are here joining me for dinner tonight, but I know that three of you have gone against me and the family. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don Pernione. <laughs> Don Pernione. I love it. 
that is I have a score to settle with each and every one of you. Yeah, that's the the score to settle music. It can go either way because it's like, I feel like when it's like really um, innocent sounding music, it could be like, oh, it's really innocent or it can be, it's too innocent what's really going on in the scene. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm picturing that same scene, but if the if the Don has the voice of Krang from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Hello everyone. Uh, I don't know One if I of could... you is the killer. I don't know if I could sit through that movie. <laughs> I would watch the hell of that out of that SNL skit. <laughs> my body. <laughs> Oh my god. I'll make you an offer you can't <laughs> refuse. Oh my god. I have an offer for my body. <laughs> That's such a terrible voice. Oh, oh. It's so bad. Let, let's move on to your first track. Why was that? Craig ever considered intimidating? I don't even know. I, it's it's got to be the, the whole brain situation. All right. So, what's, what's your track? All right. So, this track is going to be the track that I would. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the descriptors afterwards. The track itself mm. is from the game Bomberman 64. Oh, and it is we for, just listened to that. Huh? We, we listened to that like in the previous episode. Did we? Uh, no, Bomberman 93. Yeah. Excuse this me. is a different number. <laughs> Bomberman this, this part one, 64. This one came out in 1964. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it is the theme for the Blue Resort stage and is composed by Ak- Akifumi Tada. And this came out for the Sega Saturn 64? That's the one. The Sega 64. That's the mean <laughs> bean grapefruit machine. You are listening to Blue Resort from the game Bomberman 64 for the Nintendo 64, composed by Akifumi Tada. So, what would this represent via a dinner party? Well, first of all, what do you think of the track? I love this song. I love this song. That's what I like to hear. This is good. Fantastic track from an underrated but phenomenal Bomberman yeah. game. I love the percussion. I love the drums. I love love the bass. I love that cool kind of... I don't know what is. 
it's not a, quite an accordion sound, but do 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 do. It's great. It is kind of an accordion. Yeah, it's nice. Beautiful track. Yeah, beautiful. And so, I yeah. perceive this track as being the track that is playing when you get to the door mm-hmm. to be greeted on my estate yeah, grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking my house. I'm rich now. Right, right. So, so I, I pulled up in my car that's to, right. your, to your gate. That's right. <laughs> and this music is playing as you're driving up get to the front door. Mm-hmm. And I'm letting you in. Welcome to my home. Yes. Please enjoy your stay. Pernell, I love what you've done with the gardens. Thank you. I thank love it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I designed it with the intent to be to make you feel at home uh, and relaxed. Oh, oh, uh, uh, thank you. A drink already? Oh, thank you. Oh, we haven't gotten the drinks yet. No, you just, you just hand me a small glass of champagne. That is true. And this gonna... is before you even get into the oh, house yeah, for yeah. the proper appetizers. Yeah, and I'll, maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll walk walk through like like the pool area. Now, I'll admit, <laughs> I, do, I do test all of my guests with bomb puzzles. So, uh, is the hedge maze dangerous? No, <laughs> it's not dangerous so much as you should sign a waiver before you go oh. inside, because there are a lot of pitfalls that require expert use of inflated explosives, <laughs> and if you do not properly utilize them, they will kill you. Well, it's a well, good thing I brought this punching glove with me. Well, there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> you already got what it takes. Oh, you're right. This is like a very like it's like a very posh sounding song. You know, I, I like that. It's, it's, it's. It's not quite like high-end restaurant. It's like, this is like, hey, welcome to Pernell Mansion. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like think of it in the sense of, you know, you're coming up to like a, like an environment where it's like it's just open air mm-hmm. and relaxing. It's just meant to just kind of be welcoming. Oh, I love it. But not, it's welcoming, but not soothing. Like, you're not going to fall asleep to this. Mm-hmm. You're going to walk in like, okay, I feel welcome here. I feel like yeah. I can let my guard down. This is the just, welcome song. The yeah. welcoming song. I feel like I can blow things up here. <laughs> That's true. Is this a stage in the game? Yes. Okay. So there's like four main stages mm-hmm. before the unlockable ones. And this is one of them. There's like a... There's a. This is one of the unlockable ones? No, this is one of the default ones. There's Red Mountain, there's Green Gardens, there's Blue Resort, and there's White Glacier. I really like this. I, we haven't had enough... We're not, we haven't had a lot of N64 music on this show, I don't think. That's going to change. Yeah. Because I've been getting into an N64 mood lately. Mm. So there will be other tracks. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't have any experience with the N64. It's it's pretty remarkable, like, how few games I've played on the N64. Yeah, it's like it's been a weird moment I've been having lately where I find myself thinking, "Am I resting my laurels too much on my favorite games?" Mm-hmm. Which means I had, in order to keep myself fresh, I have to branch out into my the rest of my library. Which means I have the whole spreadsheet drawn up, yeah. like every game I own, I have to dive into each one and spot tracks that I would have never thought to pick normally because like they don't come to the forefront, you know. But I have all these games to draw from. Mm-hmm. I just have to utilize them. We're talking Witch's Tale, baby. We're talking, I don't know, that one game with the kid, Hyankyo Alien. Oh, We're talking Dedalian Opus. Dedalian Opus. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, going like Game Boy style. I got a lot of old games. I love it. I love it. Well, let me let me tell you something. I, I dug into games I haven't played. I dug into arcade games I've heard about mm-hmm. and always wanted to see what they were about, but never got a chance to play. And then looked at YouTube videos of the games and was like, oh my God. What were they thinking? <laughs> Those are the good stuff, though. All right, so this game is called Dead Connection. Wait, what? For the arcade. It was produced by Taito. Great it is game. about... 
Is it about cell phone? Like, like no, pay phone you, connections? you are a bunch of gangsters avenging the death of someone's wife or girlfriend who gets shot in the opening sequence during the attract mode of the game. Like, wow. It's crazy violent. Just kids walking by. Wow! But the soundtrack is amazing. The gameplay is crazy. I'll talk about it when we come back. But um, the gameplay is really interesting. It's very different. Not what I expected. But this is for music for stages one and five. The background, background, uh, background music. Background. BGM. Mm-hmm. Composed by Yoshihiro Hori. Stages one in five background music from the game Dead Connection, composed by Yoshihiro Horai for the arcade produced by Taito. So th- this is the- yeah, you like it? Oh yes, this is a very good track. Yeah, this this is music when um you've you're at the party now. There's a lot of people. Everyone's mingling. This isn't like the low key party from before. And then when the music picks in. Um, I don't know, someone's playing a party game. Someone's playing Celebrity or, I don't know, someone's like juggling dinner rolls. You know, it's something, something wild's going on. Mm. I love it. But tell me more about this game proper because you, you got me intrigued by yes. this Dead Connection gameplay. So it, it looks like it's going to be... At your dinner party. Yeah, <laughs> at the dinner party. So yeah, it, it, it looks like... From the attract mode, you got like these four like kind of like like really like kind of lame like Dick Tracy looking hard boiled gangsters, and those are the main characters, and they're just out for revenge. That's the game. Excellent. Like they want revenge against this gangster who killed the girl, right? But it's really strange in that it's it's not quite isometric, but there's this huge depth to the screen, and your character is very very small, and you're just going around, and the game actually says, past the stage, shoot sixty guys. 
and then you have to sh- go and like you have to shoot sixty guys. But in the background, there's like NPCs like running away. Like it's like the opening. okay, it's like a firefight basically. Yeah, it's a firefight opening up at a restaurant or like at a theater and like all this crazy stuff. And you're just shooting bad guys. Hmm. It's very interesting. It's very violent. Sounds like if they had the guy, the girlfriend getting murdered on the attract screen. It is startling. Like everything else is like kind of small and a little cartoony, but that is like whoa. It's crazy. And then, like, of course, I, I skip to the end to see, why, like, well, how does this game end? What happens? It's it's shocking. <laughs> Apparently, I'm assuming you just end up being a bad enough dude to rescue the president. Um, There's no president. I'm, like, wondering. Are like, there burgers? Like, there's no police. Like, you are the police. <laughs> the dead connection, I like, guess. You, yeah, you are. Uh, the dead connection, I guess, is, like, the death connection is revenge. I don't know. Um, but guess what, Pernell? It's time. Time for what? It's time for a quiz. You actually made a quiz. I made a quiz today. It's about gangst- yeah, connections. gangsters who killed all of my girlfriends. Now, this is... Okay, so get this. All right, th- these are taglines for advertisements of Nintendo games. Okay. Okay, these are all Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Something very funny is happening in the other room. <laughs> it is. I'm wondering if that's being picked up. Okay, so these are taglines from Nintendo and Super Nintendo games that are in magazines, mainly Nintendo Power, but some other ones. Okay. So imagine like, you know. Now you're playing with Power or Super Power. Yeah, or it's like, if it's Contra, it's like, you and your friend have to save the world. and like. So I'm going to say the tagline. You have to guess what the game is. That's a little hard to do. I'm, now I see what you, I don't think I want to pull this one off. Okay, but just think, Super Nintendo and Nintendo. Only those two systems. Only those. Only those two systems. And if you need a lifeline, a lifeline, I can give you the system specifically. That's not much of a lifeline, but let's try it. All anyway. right, here we go. Number one. Are you ready? All right. I like this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Mario's greatest adventure yet. Super Mario three. Actually, no. It could be Mario. That could be any of them. <laughs> That could literally be any Mario game. It's from Mario is Missing for the Super Nintendo. How is that even an adventure? That was him just going to geography class. All right, As he wasn't even Mario, it was Luigi. <laughs> Wasn't it, though? Um, all right, so here is an NES game. Okay, oh. it's NES. Classic NES. Okay. Experience the power of a one-man army. That could also be a number. It's like Commando. <laughs> could have uh-huh. been Commando. You have this face like it's very close. So close. So close. Bionic Commando? Bionic Commando. Really? I'm giving it to you. Wow. He give it to me. I said it. All right. <laughs> so here's the next one. A nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to die there. It's an NES game. Maniac Mansion? No. Give you one more. It said nice place to live, but you wouldn't want to die there? A nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to die there. And it's for the NES. For the NES. That's tough, and it's not Maniac Mansion. It's a sequel. To Maniac Mansion? Day of the Tentacle? No, no. That was a prequel. This game is a sequel. Oh, the game is a sequel to something. I can't. It's not coming to me. Give me the first letter. Uh, It's a C. All right. I I give up. Even with the letter, I'm not getting it. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. You go to a bunch of mansions. (laughs) What? What are they talking? <laughs> I know. I have a feeling like. All right, this is a this is a crazy one. NES. Are you ready? Okay. If you live to finish this game, <laughs> these are some terrible taglines for these magazines. But maybe, maybe, maybe the, with the context. off the cuff, fired off the cuff. If you live to finish this game, deja vu. No, that was Shadowgate Street Fighter 2010 for the Nintendo. That okay? No, that 
That is an <laughs> atrocious tagline. <laughs> even for that futuristic fake Street Fighter game. That is terrible. <laughs> All right, here we go. This one you got to get. NES. Truly excellent. True, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Yes. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. So I got two of them. All right. This this one's this this one. This one's gonna this one's gonna throw you. Classic Nintendo. Okay. Classic Nintendo. The ultimate dragon slayer. The ultimate dragon slayer? Yeah, and I could not believe they used this tagline. But the ultimate dragon slayer. The clue's right there. Double dragon? Double dragon! Wait, what? Yeah, it was double dragon for the NES. That is a terrible tagline. The ultimate dragon slayer. Okay, here's an interesting one. For the Super Nintendo. Faster than a speeding hedgehog. I'm going to guess it's not a Sonic game then. Super Nintendo, faster than a speeding hedgehog. Super Nintendo game. Yeah, came out after Sonic the Hedgehog. Wouldn't be Sparkster. For the Super Nintendo. Yeah, Sparkster was on Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Um, This is hard. So I'm trying to think of what would have used that to be a jerk towards Sonic. (laughs) Now it's coming to mind is like Rocket Knight, so it would be like Sparkster. Who be, else was it? Give me a clue. Um, it is a failed mascot. Oh. Bubsy. Bubsy. No, it's not. <laughs> it was Bubsy. Bubsy is Bubsy fast. was slow. Wasn't he, though? <laughs> Here we go. Super Nintendo. This is one RPG that's out of this world. It's an RPG? It's an RPG for the Super Nintendo. Out of this world would be a Chrono Trigger. That would be a time traveler. Out of this world, RPG. Wouldn't have been Final Fantasy 2, where you go to space. Oh, my God. Robotrek. Oh, so close. No, it was Paladin's Quest. Oh, I haven't even played that darn <laughs> yeah. game. I'll, I'll, I'll take that hit. All right, here we go. The trail to this treasure is one amazing journey, and it's an NES game. The trail to this, and it's classic, super classic. Like, this is a game that, like, I would have probably played. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we both played a billion times. The trail to this treasure is one amazing journey. Amazing. Oh, dear Lord. Don't tell me that's, like, uh, that's not related to it. Like, that's nope, the joke. Throwing you off. DuckTales. DuckTales. How the how the heck did you know it was DuckTales? Magic. <laughs> Wizard did it, baby. Oh, I'm giving it to you. Um, I, actually, I love how you said amazing. <laughs> yeah, because amaze was M-A-Z-E. And it was highlighted in the thing. I guess it was actually amazing. for DuckTales too, but I was just going to be like, whatever. It's DuckTales. It's DuckTales. It's all the same. So there you go. You got three. Three out of eight. I got four. Four out of eight. 50%. Boom. I'll take that because all things considered, mm-hmm. that thing was brutal. Pretty good, right? Freaking Paladin's <laughs> Quest. It still are- why? I guess the double dragon when it was for the first game. I guess because the original game, you're trying to you're off to beat your brother I up. I, I do like uh, Mario's greatest adventure. Yet doesn't feature Mario. Yeah, it's Luigi. That <laughs> was Mario is missing. You said he's missing. That's the king. Like, yeah, Luigi's looking for Mario, and he's just on vacation. Yeah, because he's, he's just exploring the globe right. looking for Mario. Uh, they don't explain why they were in America or about America, why they were in the real world either. Just Bowser kidnapped him, and now you're in Paris trying to find him. That doesn't make any darn Well, go to uh, Rhythm and Pixels chat at Facebook. Uh, let us know how you did on the, on the quiz. All right, Pernell, what's your next track? <laughs> darn game. It's good, right? It's very good. <laughs> it was. I hate you. I'm very it was good. good. I am good at what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the second track I'm going to pick is very appropriate for this, <laughs> I think. It is from the game Catherine, and I believe uh-huh. the track title is called Rue, and it's composed by 
well, you know, Shoji Maguro. Welcome back. You're listening to Rue from the game Catherine for a variety of consoles. You know the deal. You know how it goes. <laughs> it's composed by Shoji Meguro. So, classic Shoji Meguro. It's like it's dark and funky. It's dark and this is a, this is this track. It's dark and steamy. Oh, bokey. Yeah, I like it. It's a fantastic jam for a fantastic game. This plays, if I'm not mistaken, from this is the theme to the actual bar, the stray sheep, mm-hmm. which is where you spend all of your time, well, most of your time when you're not in dreamland in the game, hanging out with your friends, drinking beers, and having conversation. Good, hearty conversation. And I feel as though this track is perfect for appetizer time. Everyone shows up, they're indoors. I have the hors d'oeuvres being passed mm-hmm. around. There's all sorts of delicious alcoholic libations available on hand because I'm loaded like that <laughs> people to consume at their own leisure your your tracks are classy yeah you got man. classy tracks I went hard on this I, like this I put in that effort I like it mm. but like honestly I do feel as though I need to have some kind of game related scenario taking place during this dinner party I'm guessing while they're all while during the appetizer scenario they go up to different waiters, and while they take their drink and their hors d'oeuvre, mm-hmm. the waiter will whisper a clue to oh, them. Okay, okay. The clues will line up to form the answer to a puzzle. The puzzle giving them the answer to which section of the house they need to go to. Right there, section of the house will involve an actual meal. The not so pleasant section of the house could involve a fight to the death <laughs> or some sort of. How about how about like like one section's like the better food. And the other, section, I like that. It is other, a lot less. It, there's a lot less paperwork yeah, involved. Yeah, the other section they have to like answer like one of my dumb quizzes to like <laughs> to get like meals or something. <laughs> but there it is. There it is. They have it's, to listen it, to me talk. No, it's one se- one <laughs> section is the really good food. Right, right. The other half is the subpar food that I had as leftovers from the trial samples. But <laughs> once they realize it, they right. do get one chance to get bumped back up to the positive meal, mm-hmm. and that's through going through a quiz. You know, no one's going to your parties. <laughs> this is an awesome party. I'm making fun. It's either this or a murder mystery. Come on, people. Murder, murder mystery is kind of fun. Have you, ever, have you done one before? I have. Wait. No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I feel like memory has me placed as having sat in on one. Okay. But I've been spoiled by Saved by the Bell. Right. Have you seen the episode where he did the murder mystery on no, that? No, I'm sure I have, but I don't remember. Saved by the Bell had an episode where all the gang 
Keep in mind, they're all high schoolers. Right. And yet they go to an elegant murder mystery party. That's poor writing at his best. They get away with so much stuff on that show. Yes. It's it's like, they're not. How how could I? I never could imagine getting away with that stuff when I was when I was there at that age. It was but of course they were never that age. Um, <laughs> and so we went to we had we, we well, wait, before before I oh, yeah, yeah. get the so they uh, did the murder mystery episode. Okay, okay, okay. But during the murder mystery something happened to make people believe that it wasn't a murder mystery but something actually was happening. Oh, like, Someone was getting killed. Okay. And Zach got framed so he had to actually solve well, the course, murder mystery. Of course he was framed because like he's a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to pretty much he had to solve the mystery himself, uh-huh. and then at the end, it was like, truthfully, this was still a mystery. Not, you know, this is still part of the game, but no one told me. And he goes mm-hmm. to the writers like, "Here's uh, the real killer," and I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, "That's what I want. I want to be stuck in a scenario where I actually have to solve a mystery, or I'm going to jail, or someone else is going to jail because less risk on me." Thank you. <laughs> but the important part is I like the idea of there having some kind of stakes involved. No, that's good. Yeah, being yeah. a real solid mystery as opposed to like we stakes just wrote this goofy thing. Or lobster. Oh, definitely lobster. But more so crab. I'm one of the odd ducks that likes crab over lobster. I just prefer crab. I don't know what it is. Um, listeners, let uh, something to keep in mind when you're thinking about sending us gifts. Crabs. <laughs> crabs. Actually, not don't lobsters. mail us crabs because <laughs> they will not sit well in the mail. <laughs> they will not travel well. I know. Um, so we, Christy and I, my, my wife, we reconnected with um, some high school friends ages ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Carla and Jason. Carl, Jason, Carl and J- Carla and Jason. Would have been better if they were Carl and, and so Carl. They had boxes of these murder mystery kind of role playing type games from their parents uh-huh. because they used to hold these big dinner parties. And it was like from the eighties, mm-hmm. and there was all these different scenarios. And you would hand out these cards to everybody in the room, and there were characters they were supposed to play. Mm-hmm. You would hand them out, they would read the cards, and then you would read the scenario of what happened, like, oh, da da da, and something happened, and this person died, and everyone reads their cards, mm-hmm. right? And it would say something about themselves, and then a clue about the murder. Okay. And then that would be it. And then you would have like hors d'oeuvres, or everyone would eat, mm-hmm. and then you'd come back. And then everyone would read the next part of their of their card. Which now, a, a did piece some of have information that others didn't have? Yes, if some people had information someone else didn't have, someone some people had information that contradicted other people's information. And so then, as people would read the cards, people would start arguing and talking about what really happened that night. Ooh. It was like, and there was like a whole, but there was all like super cheesy like eighties like stuff. But it was like they had a whole box of these games that their parents used to play. That now that like, we got a chance to try, it didn't work out super great because certain people had a little too much to drink and then oh i'm the killer <laughs> yeah wow Things... i didn't see that coming i'm saying, I'm saying it was us <laughs> but some people in the room you know but yeah, as long as people are having fun that was one of the important things people are enjoying themselves but that was like the closest i got to like a legit everyone prepared dressed up for a murder mystery party you know i like the, i just like almost have it. it yeah it was a great idea see that's what needs to happen see the vgm community needs to get together oh, and just have a murder, murder mystery weekend I mean, yeah murder mystery party oh dear lord robert no <laughs> ed 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 wilson ed could write that we can do this at the embassy <laughs> at the vg embassy a vg embassy murder mystery okay, so my last track is from the game, and I think I think the soundtrack was just released for this because I've just been I've been able to find it on Bandcamp. It's for the game Desert Child. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now I, I know this. Very very cool aesthetic. This is a track called "Once a Dead Man," composed by the developer of the game Oscar Britton. 
Once a Dead Man from the game Desert Child, composed by Oscar Britton. Pranav, what do you think? I thought I once was a dead man. <laughs> I felt like I was always to be a dead man. And then that music brought me right back up to life. So talk about mm. talk about a, a bail. You know, giving the middle finger to prophecy. No? Jokes aside, I think this is a great track. Yeah, it's a dope, dope track. This is This is the kind of music that when you come over for game nights... This is the kind of music I usually have on. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one though. Like the game itself. I mean, I think I feel like this was the music that played during the trailer for. The I think title. so. Yeah, there's there's like there's a um, a mix or a cut of this song that's a lot shorter mm-hmm. that they I think they use for the trailers. Ah, but um, yeah, the whole soundtrack. It's got. I mean, he's he's done most of the music for it, but there's other tracks from other like artists, and there's even some tracks from Mega Ran in in the in the game. Yes, and it's honestly really, really cool. Like yeah, it's really cool. You go to there's, there's, you can go to a record shop in the game and buy the tracks in game, and then just play them whenever you want. Mm-hmm. It's it's a honestly the game itself is very stylistic. It it's is very stylish, super stylistic. Actually, I it was all it was, the whole game was produced or developed in Game Maker Studio, and really? I was reading up on he wrote a whole blog post for uh, Game Maker Studio mm-hmm. on how he created the 3D effects without actually making the 3D game. And it's, that, it's really interesting. And what bugs me about this title so cool. is that visually it looks wonderful. Oh, musically it's wonderful. Gameplay is yeah. fun for a little bit, but it gets old fast. Yeah, I remember you talking about this, where it's like, okay, it's this one thing, but then that's all you do. Like, yeah. That's all there is. It's like it's like racing on these cool hover bikes, and it's like an amazing aesthetic, but that's kind of all there is. That's all there is, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it makes it hard to discuss the game where people are like, so how would you rate it? How would you describe it? I'm like, or justify it. I'm like, I think it's a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous and like... The music with the visuals with the gameplay, it's perfect. But like outside of that, like you're, yeah, outside of that, like that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna come here for fun. I'm gonna come here for the view. Yeah, that's great. Uh, this I love this music. Oh, yes, very very cool. Yeah, so if you want more of this, check it out. Um, it's I don't, I don't think it's very expensive. You can get it on it's like Switch. ten bucks or less. Yeah, it's ten bucks or less. You can get it on Switch. You can get it on 
um, Steam. I think it's on PS4 also. Actually, don't well quote me on this because I'm saying it, but <laughs> check if you're a Switch owner, check your Switch because I think this is on sale up until at least probably like a couple of days after, oh, like probably a little into next week because it's, so like it's part on, of the E3 sale. Oh, okay, so if it's on sale, it's probably like four dollars or something. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like it's 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 worth it on sale just to kind of get that that feel yeah. for the art piece. People should jump on this because. This developer and these artists who work on this game mm-hmm. are probably going to do something crazy amazing next. Really? They got to. I would like that. I mean, people people with the talent to do something like this are, are going to be doing something bigger and better after that. Unless they quit video games altogether, and I, I hope not. So everyone support these people. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, what's your last track? Well, this is going to be an odd duck because I I might have to come up with the, name, the official name of this track later. Oh, so we, so, we, don't, we don't know the name of it. No. So I'm just going to state for the time being that it is in the random. It plays in the random forest of this game. The game is called Super Cane Magic Zero. Super Cane? Super Cane, like a walking stick cane. Super Cane Magic Zero. And again, I'll fill in the blanks later because I found the OST itself, but I don't know which track on the OST abides by this actual name. Mm -hmm. So I'll have that soon. But... For now, I'm just going to go with the random forest theme from the game Super Cane Magic Zero. And I don't even know who the composer is because they make it really hard to find that information. Mm. But for now, I'm going to say because they said that he did a bunch of the music for it, it's either one of two people. Okay. A guy that goes by the name Bulby or oh, a cool. comedian that goes by the name of Simone Co Albrigi. Okay. So, well, we've played Bulby tracks before, so I might be able to pick this one out. Okay. Right, let's check it out.
come back. You're listening to a track <laughs> from the game Super Cade Magic Zero, composed by Rob actually believes it is definitely Bulby. I really think it's Bulby. So, I am I know for a fact the track itself plays in the Random Forest area. It's actually called Random Forest. <laughs> and it's in the sense that it's a randomly generated forest area. And it's specifically that in the it, game. It's cute. It's kind of cute, but kind of crazy looking at the same time. So it's like a, like a dungeon crawler. Is this? Is it's it got a, some like roguelite elements to it. It's an action RPG. Okay. I never failed to complete it. Like I, you get lives in the game. I never ran out of lives, so I can't tell you what so, happens if you if they make you start over on death or not. You never completed it. I never die. I never. I never out of lives. Okay. So. The artwork and the humor is done by a comedian. The name I mentioned earlier is Simone Co Albrigi. Mm-hmm. He did the com- he did like the humor and the art style for the game. And the premise is bizarre. It's some weird nonsense about a magic a wizard man who was the wizard of like I don't know sweet things, and he <laughs> dies, and his dog eats his magic wand. It becomes the magic dog, the magic cane dog, and he causes chocolate moons to fall from the sky and puppy comets to flow around and just causes mass destruction and in the process all of the great wizards from Pop-Tarts University go missing so you have to find the great Pop-Tart magicians from places like Minestronia um, I was like, actually, Pop Tart magician, or they actually called it Pop Tarts University. Pop Tarts University and is Miss Minestronia. There's a place called Minestronia. That's hilarious. It's the everything in this game is ridiculous. Oh man! And I'm... the reason why, fun fact, this game is what inspired the topic because, in oh. addition to the normal aspects of the game, it's like a really weird game. Mm-hmm. You can eat everything, anything <laughs> in the game. So you pick up like a sword and you can just eat it. You can eat it. And you can kill yourself by eating oh, bad food. So what does the eating of the things do? Is like it stat changes and stuff like that? Heals, buffs, oh. kills you, poisons you. <laughs> it kills you or poisons you. Like you can eat a rock and you'll get indigestion. Um, like the game is really freaking weird. And I wanted to get this specific track mm. on the show so badly <laughs> because this game is a prime example of why I like getting into reviews and stuff because you would I, never you just this you would have never even noticed this or heard about this. I would have right? walked right past it. Yeah. But do the reviewing it, I was able to play it and I realized I love this game. It's <laughs> stupid in a good way. It's really absurd. Again, you're rescuing It looks like it. It looks like wizards. it's stupid. It's like it looks like it's stupid. But in the right way. Yes. Which the I currency into. is salami. I'm into it. The yeah. game's currency is salami. Okay. And dog biscuits. <laughs> uh, it's a weird <laughs> game, and you're fighting vegetables. Wow. Which when I oh, first heard it, I thought they were talking about that. Yeah. I thought they were talking about <laughs> like wear furniture, but it's actually vegetables. Not wear vegetables. Called wearables. 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 Mm. You so. fight like farmer, like a farmer onion that fires a shotgun. It's a very weird game. That is crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, now I want to try this. This is on Steam? It's on. I have it on Switch, Switch. but I think it's on Steam, too. Cool. I mean, people are developing for the Switch like crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's such a goofy little game. Oh, man, this looks insane. And, like, the majority of the damage is done. Even though you get weapons and wacky stuff like that, the majority of the damage, from what I could gather, comes from throwing people. Like, Mm -hmm. you pick enemies up or items up, and you just hurl them. If you throw a guy at a wall, it does double damage. Oh, wow. So he's grabbing, just like, huck him at a wall. 
Um, so enemies and other enemies. You said that um, like you can eat things in the game and it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. You eat a bomb, it kills you immediately. So in, um, in, in Enter the Gungeon, there's an item that you can get called Pack of Cigarettes. And it says, we'll kill you, but you will look cool while doing it. <laughs> and I remembered that in Metal Gear Solid or whatever for the, for the, for the PlayStation, the fir- that first one, um, you can you can have like there's a section where there's like uh there's like laser beams mm-hmm. there's like infrared lasers and you can, yeah you can use the pack of smokes to see the lasers mm-hmm. you didn't have to but like it was just kind of a thing that you can do but your life would drain as you had the, the the cigarettes activated but I don't think you could die from it because it moved so slowly so in in Enter the Gungeon you can actually equip the cigarettes and your life goes down oh cool yeah, but you know that there's a clear straight like reference to that I oh, absolutely but you know that in, but there's no reason to use it in Enter the Gungeon because there's like no application for it and you know you only have so much life in that game that like you need to be so careful about how you use the life that you have mm-hmm. so I was like you know what in this game you have to do everything it doesn't matter so time to die. As I, got, I could have been on the fifth stage, whatever. I found the cigarettes, equip the cigarettes, and kill myself with it. Because I want to see the game said, you died by killing yourself with cigarettes. And it, it did. <laughs> it says that? That you died. You got killed by smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I will say memory-wise. I love dumb stuff like that. I like, love it. I feel like I might be remembering this incorrectly because it's been... I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 1 since 1998. Yeah, it's been a forever, yeah. But... The cigarettes, that was the purpose of them in the game, primarily, was just for the laser sex. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to see the lasers. But if I remember correctly, if you smoke cigarettes and then bring up the Kodak and make calls on it, you have dialogue with people specifically related to the cigarettes when you're smoking them. Oh, they're like, oh, you should be quitting. Da, da, da. Or sometimes they'll be like, hey, you know, <laughs> what's your funny. favorite brand? And they'll just go into a uh, dialogue oh, about cigarettes that. were created in oh, 1972 yeah. by a weird monk. Uh, they go in all kinds of weird mess, but it's Hideo Kojima for you. He goes knee deep into everything. Um, but I feel like I recall that being a very specific thing that happens in the game. Like you just have to start smoking and then bring up the codec and start calling frequencies. Oh man! And you'll have conversations related to the fact that you're smoking. That's funny. There are always like little little Easter eggs and stuff. Like oh, especially I can see that you like to play Castlevania. Yeah, but especially <laughs> if you're a fan of Castlevania. And and like, they yeah, honestly, I only we, have one memory card, so yeah. And they went knee deep. There were some obscure Capcom, uh, sorry, Konami games that he referenced, if I remember correctly, too. Like oh, it really? wasn't just like the big dogs. Oh, I see. You like to play Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> what well, is before no, DDR? Before, like, I know it's before DDR. That's wild. But like, man, it was a man, Metal Gear Solid was a gem, hmm. and this game is also okay. This song, this song is awesome. I feel like. This is like the um, like, okay, so, so you got all the clues right, and now you're at the right dinner party. Yes, this is the mansion, correct dinner party, and people are dancing. Oh no 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 no! This we is have, Dan. You'll dance too, but the idea is that you've spent all your time being all prim and proper at the other scenarios, but when you get to the dinner table, it's all hands food, baby. No forks and knives. <laughs> get your hands in there, get messy, and finger get food. eat finger food, and then dancing up behind all. And just have a good time. It's just wings with the 50 different dips. It dips are from around the world. And in, and in tune with the game, though, if I want to keep it thematic, mm. some of the food is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I could just as well say that's what the subpar room was for. Oh, but, right, um, right. That's all the, all the, uh, some of the, food, the poison food. Some of the food could be poisonous. It is cursed. <laughs> but it comes with a free dip. All right, I'm going to turn the track down, and we're going to get to the part of the show that we call the bonus round. 
The bonus round is the part of our show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. And uh, this week, I chose from the new compilation from Game Chops called Mario and Chill. It's kind of the successor to the last one, Zelda and Chill. So Zelda and Chill was like kind of the lo-fi hip-hop of the Zelda games. Mario and Chill is like the 80s synth wave of all the Mario games. Which is odd because, if anything, Mario should be the hop and chill because he spends so much time in the air. Uh, He does, but let me tell you, the guy they got on this album is really good like he captured i feel like he captured like the essence of the music in this anyway it's it's excellent this is um dire dire docs from mario and chill and the artist is called hellent h-e-l-y-n-t i'm going to hell for lint going to hell for lint
This was Dire Dire Docks from Mario and Chill. That one was arranged by Hellent, H-E-L-Y-N-T. It was from the label Game Chops. Um, it's kind of the successor to Zelda and Chill. So, yeah. Did you like that? I liked I it. I did. Super relaxing, very... I don't know. It had like some really heavy kick drums and really heavy bass to it, but I don't know. It's just kind of the perfect kind of background dinner party jam. I'm honestly very impressed with this, and it doesn't hurt that Dire Dire Docks is already one of my favorite tracks. That was an awesome song. Yes, man. I am fond of this very much, so this was an excellent choice on your part. And now I want to play Mario 64 again. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, no. That game held up. I don't know. It's... We well, you don't know. You, you didn't like it in the uh, first place. <laughs> oh, dear mercy, God. Uh, I'm just messing with you. What's so good? What's up? What's next? So, obviously, after the meal is done, it's all about dessert and party tone. Mm. So, I decided to go with this particular track. It is composed by someone, or remixed by someone that goes by the name of Logai, though it's written in a weird way, which so... Of course. But <laughs> of, of course, course it's it. I'm so, I'm, no, I'm so used to it where it's like his name is David, but it's spelled D Y H A V I A V I V I V I. There's a lot of letters. This is an upside yeah. down Q, which would I guess would be more like a P, but I don't know. So the track is called Sweet Mountain Sneak Man Remix, and it is surprisingly. Interesting. I'll tell you what it is when it's done. Because okay. I would like to see if any. Well, I'm not going to see. Cause I see won't if, know, see if but, I can figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Here we go.
Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wow. Oh, what? A little record cut there was like, party over. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> but yeah, that was the Sneak Man remix for Sweet Mountain from the composer Logi or Logi. Yeah, L-O-G-I, but uh, not, the, not the characters you would guess would be L-O-G-I, but we'll have, we'll have links in the, in the, in the website. <laughs> but just to get it out there, so this was, well, I guess it's in the title if you're familiar with the songs already, but it is a remix mashup mm-hmm. of the Sweet Mountain theme from Sonic Colors by Kenichi Tokoi and Sneak Man by Hideki Naganuma from Jet Set Radio Future. Ah, so, okay, okay, yeah, it sounded like Jet Set Radio music, so mm, that all fits. Yes, mm. and I love both games. I love sweets. I love. I it was also helped that you know we were doing the Sonic Mania thing this month, and right. which results in me going back to like Sonic Colors and Sonic uh, Generations. Mm-hmm. In addition to playing Sonic Mania, so I am knee deep in Sonic these days. <laughs> so I am I am happy to have played it, and honestly, I'm. It'd be cool to see. You know, a lot of people have already beaten Sonic Mania during the challenge. Yeah, like, hey, it's so early too. I guess it's not a very long game. Yeah, it's fairly short unless you're yeah. going for all the collectibles and mess. But mm-hmm. it'd be a good opportunity to say, hey, if you have access to any, though, it's possible that most people don't because everyone hated that era of Sonic. But uh, try out some of the modern ones and do like a direct compare and contrast, like being like, this is why I like modern or classic more than modern, yeah, or yeah, not because yeah. I intend to do some stuff like that by the end of the month. Most likely on one of our episode records because I'm I'm better at talking about this stuff than <laughs> typing it up, but um, I'll probably end up doing that eventually. Cool. Well, I loved that track. It was very fast. That's right. Was, that's, that's how fast I want people to get out of my house. Yeah, but it felt like I was trying to find the keys to my car to get the heck out of there. I'm about to at least the robotic hounds, the ro- the the Eggman hounds, the Robotnik hounds. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, exactly. So for more information on the bonus round part of our show. Go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to all of the artists' sand camps, sand, sand camps, sand camps, and bound clouds. All their sand camps, band camps, and sound clouds, and YouTube pages everywhere where you can go uh, get more music and support these artists. All their sand camps and bound clouds, bound clouds. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That was a spoonerism. That's <laughs> where you, you mix up the the anyway. Thanks for joining us on episode 18-8, the Rhythm and Pixels Dinner Party, where at my party, it's kind of chill. You know, you might have a murder mystery game. You got a pronounced party. You know, you get, you, you pull up and you think it's going to be the most uh, uh, lavish, wonderful, high-end experience, but then you get something wrong. And you end up in a room eating poison. That's by right. By yourself. By yourself. Because <laughs> everyone else was smart. You. <laughs> you got the question right. So, I got to make it entertaining. So let us know what party you'd like to go to in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If you say mine, I'll be very shocked. Uh, press the two button in the Twitch chat if you think now. <laughs> That's funny. That was fun. I like it. I like when the shows like kind of tell a story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially when we don't plan it in advance. No, not at all. It's like, here's some stuff. Not at all. But um, but no, it's starting to get late because we started this dinner party a little bit late. So I want to just thank everyone for, for tuning in. And uh, to remind everybody that June 21st, that's this coming Friday at 7.30 p.m., you can see us at the uh, games convention 
too many games at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Oaks, Pennsylvania. Again, if you're driving there, it's going to feel like you're driving into the middle of nowhere. And then there's a convention center. And it's actually a pretty big one. It's too. nice. It's grown this year. I've heard that they've actually expanded into more of the space. Really? Yeah, which is great because the past two years have been so crowded. And that's that. And honestly, that was them still growing. Like still those growing, two yeah. years, they yeah. were getting more space than the previous years. So I'm excited to see where things are laid out because I, I, I don't have a map. I don't have anything like that. So like and how I'm the panel rooms are going to be set up and, and everything. And I'm still anxious. Got to figure out how I'm going to get my butt up there because I know I need to like get I'll see if I can get out of work a half day instead of like rushing right out of work. So I'd rather actually take my time and not blitz up the interstate. Yeah, me too. I, I, I took some time off. You're smart about that. Yeah. Well, you well, plan. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, Meh. but ultimately it'll be a good time. And honestly, we even have some people I've heard about. A couple people are already intending to come hang out with us that day. So it should oh, good. be nice. Oh, good. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call out some people at, at, the, at the show. Yes. So um, I'll be in touch with you guys. Um, yeah. So if you'd like to get in contact with us, the show, if you have. Um, topic suggestions if you have we've been getting a couple cool ones recently yeah. actually so break oh we should state this though mm-hmm. we'll say it here but i think we might need to say it after the show get it out sooner so i had a thought yes so we recently had a suggestion from one of our listeners mm-hmm. yes about we did a topic for father's day right so a thought i had well actually correction the thought was actually i think it was i think it was ed wilson and Daniel Lawton that came up with the follow-up to these ideas yeah. that listener Daryl Bowers came up That's with. That's right. It was Daryl, yeah. yeah. And the idea was a Father's Day episode. But the follow-up ideas was to make it so that, because Rob and I don't have kids. We're just we're just living. We're coasting with cats. Um, <laughs> but the suggestion was, since we don't have kids, thereby aren't fathers, let's get some input from the fathers who listen to the podcast, whether they be other people in the VGM community mm-hmm. or just our fellow listener or listeners and friends. Give us some track suggestions and give us some input, whether it's, it's, like, it's a fatherly track related to a character. Is it something that ties you to relationship with your father or your kid? Yeah. Is this a game you play with your kids? Yeah, absolutely. And a little bit of a follow-up to that mothers. If you have, if, if it's either a, a mother that's listening to the show or some, you have tracks that remind you of your mother, mm-hmm. or you have a wife who has a track that ties into them. Basically, I'm expanding this wide okay, window you're saying wide like up. Family music, yeah, family, like family yeah. matters. No, 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 Urkel. Um, <laughs> but basically, like if you're like if your wife has a track like this, where it's like mm-hmm. she relates to her kid to the kids, or vice mm-hmm. versa that way, get those tracks too. Because the idea is we could either do a Father's Day episode related to these tracks and speak the testimonials related to them. If we get enough from the mother's side, if we can do a second episode for mothers. Oh, I have, I like this. Yeah. But if we don't get enough to do both, we could probably like even mash them up and have like the mother's half of the episode and the father's half of the episode and call it Mother's No Father's Day. <laughs> I, I think we can just call it Parents. Or, um, but it's not as it's not as combative that way. Combative. We we have to have them fighting each other. We have to have them poison each other over. They dinner. have to fight for our love. Fight for. Our, well, yeah, that's right. We're their kids. Yes. Yes. Fight for our love. That's what parents do. The listeners, adopt us. <laughs> <laughs> we can make this work for now, or at least get us a babysitter. Because oh, we're we're off to no good. Always always spilling tea on the floor. Yeah, we're having parties. <laughs> That's right. Poison parties. Uh, school nights. Anyway, 
For more suggestions and crazy things like that, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. We love to hear from you, um, whatever it is. Um, you can also for, uh, check out the website for track listings and um, full access to all of our episodes and everything else that we're doing. Go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, check us out on all of the social media places like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, it's essentially just Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. You can find us everywhere there. Um, check us out on YouTube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. We have a 24-7 music station. It plays nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit music. It's pretty cool. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, hit the subscribe button or comment on the show wherever you're at. That's always very helpful. You can also go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels and you can support us that way. You get access to a monthly live stream where we record the show live. Um, and it's kind of wacky. Oh, it's always a lot of fun. <laughs> and we like this. We like to shout out all of our Patreon members at the end of every episode. So that would be uh, that Nick Walker. Um, he came to the party with a bottle of wine. Alex, the messenger messenger. He came to the party with a set of knives. Oh, uh, not sure why. Uh, I'd like to thank Steve Miller. He trust Arno. Steve Miller, he took those knives. <laughs> okay. In the Autistic Gamer 89, he drank all of Nick Walker's wine. Uh, Cameron Worma, he started the Congo line. Christopher Shenstrom ended the Congo line. <laughs> I'm just laughing that you're even going for Yeah. Uh, Damien Beckles and Bobby Arson of the One Up Funk Band. Um, they were actually singing together in the corner. They're doing like a karaoke situation. I'll say that would be DJ. Um, no, this is a karaoke karaoke oh, party. No. I know, right? It's boring, guys. Lame. Get over it. <laughs> no, um, actually, shout out to Bobby Arson. Uh, he he did some lyrics over one of my uh, songs that I produced in the past. Really? And I'm going to be doing uh, a remix, kind of a, a, a more produced version of that. So we're we're collaborating on some music. So that's awesome. So it's it's kind of like a nerdcore hip hop mixed with kind of like 8-bit scrabble funks kind of crazy stuff yeah it's, it's a lot of fun so yeah it's coming out pretty good i'm really impressed I'm, I'm excited that he even wanted to do it so thank you very much bobby arson i'm looking forward to hearing the delicious results all right so wicked sephiroth showed up to the party with flames behind him carrying a huge sword i don't know why uh okay impala he um he parked your impala oh uh kung fu carlito of the heroes 3 podcast uh he punched kicked it was all in his mind he was the bouncer he was the bouncer i love it uh henrik anderson of the commodore 64 podcast camouflage um he was there stealthily taking (laughs) hors d'oeuvres you you think (laughs) michael (laughs) michael bridgewater from the forever sound version podcast he was skyped in um from overseas um so someone just carried around a little laptop with his face on it and we just shoved we just shoved pastries into the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to thank Brian Pitt because he disguised himself as um, as a waiter passing out hors d'oeuvres, and then everyone wondered where he went, and he snuck out and was never heard from again. I would like to thank um, Morton Gangso. Um, while he was at the party, he noticed that there was something wrong with the level of the floor, and so he got some tools. And the entire night, he was fixing your house. I want to thank Chris Murray. Who brought a better bottle of wine? I like to thank Jupiter Jazz, who drank that bottle of wine, and then Solus Sanctuary. She was given no Solus Sanctuary was, was the one tattled on no. Jupiter Jazz. No, she gave the riddles. 
Oh, she gave all the riddles. She was the riddle master. She was the riddle master. I want to thank Mix Six Master, John Jekyll, who did not come at all, stayed at home, totally sensible, but texted me about it and thanked me anyway. Oh, that was nice of him. But did not RSVP, so what a jerk. I want to no! thank Joe Vasallo, who did RSVP. He showed up. Good guy, good guy, Joe Vasallo. <laughs> You're uh, just working this. Uh, uh, Chris Steenerson, who made T-shirts for everybody at the dinner party that said Purnell Dinner Party 2019. It was a blast. It was amazing. And David Smith, who was David Smith, amazing guy. Everyone kept calling him Daniel. Everyone kept calling him Drew. Everyone kept calling him Druid. But no, his name is Daniel. And he not took David. it like a champ. Not, not Derek. Not Daryl. Anyway, everyone, he did not correct anybody because he's a stand-up guy. I'm starting to think that Rob drank some of that wine. I might have. (laughs) But thank you all so much for coming to the dinner party. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And thank you all so much for my lame improv skills. (laughs) That's part of the fun, Working on it. All right, thank you so much for the show. Um, It's Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. We'll see you next week. And remember... Dinner parties don't have to be festive. They don't have to... Well, they, they should be festive, but they don't have to be ritzy and lavish. They just have to have food and folks and friends. Get people together at your house, or if you don't want them at your house because of crowding or because a bunch of nasty footprints running through your home, you can have them at a park or something. Just get a place and go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and share a good meal with your friends and family or both together. And just enjoy each other's company over shared food because there's something to be said about the amount of peace that sharing food with family and friends, what it can bring to a person, especially after a rough day like biting yourself in the tongue and losing your friggin' <laughs> wedding invitation. We're here for you, man. It, eat with your friends. Eat with your friends. <laughs>